Hi, friends. Welcome to the Hi Friend Podcast. My name is Sarah, and this is a podcast I started with my best friend, Kaylee, to share our perspectives of navigating the mysterious, exciting, and sometimes daunting journey of being single women in our 30s, living into our dreams, figuring things out as we go, and celebrating the beauty through it all. As life enters a new season for both of us, we hope this will be a space where you get to experience freedom to live the life you were created for and deep joy to delight in the journey along the way. By inviting you to listen in on our conversations, through sharing my stories, and by adding new friends to the mix as well. I'm so excited you're here, and I can't wait to create and live out our most beautiful lives together. Hi, friends. Welcome back. I am so excited to bring this week's conversation to the podcast, mostly because Morgan is someone that I have really admired and looked up to from afar. We were first introduced through mutual friends just via the digital world, and I've been following her for a while now and just so appreciate the voice that she has to share in the space of feminine wholeness and sensuality and faith and all things inner healing and inner work. And I just have, I've gained so much from following her. And, um, I knew from, from a while back that I wanted to have her on this podcast and to bring some of these conversations to light specifically in the context of things that have already been discussed on this podcast. And so I was just delighted when she agreed to be on here. And I think you're really going to enjoy the things that she has to say and some of the places that this conversation goes. So I know it's sort of a long one, but I hope you stick in there. Even at the end, it kind of sounds like we're wrapping up, but I promise there's little golden nuggets all the way to the end. So hang in there. And just to give a brief intro to Morgan, I will include all of this information in the show notes, but Morgan Day Cecil is an expert in feminine wholeness, guiding women in how to heal their own gaze and embody their authentic and sexy wholeness. And she does this through her transformative Sophia retreats around the world, her coaching programs and online courses. And she teaches that healing is a love story and that it's safe to trust what lights you up. And I love both of those things so much. She also offers free guided meditation to help women create a new story around sex, body, womanhood, and God. And I will link to that. Um, It's called No More Shame. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And she just has so many great free resources over there that I would highly recommend that you check out. And so with that, let's go to the interview and thank you so much for being here. First of all, just welcome and thank you so much for being on the High Friend Podcast. It's so good to be here, Sarah. Thank you for having me. It's funny that the first time that we're actually talking is through a podcast and not after like meeting in real life or anything like that, but I'll take, I'll take what I can get. Right. I know sometimes I, I love the way that life unfolds and happens and it's just great. It's yeah. Time is now, Sarah. <laughs> and the time is now. It's and it's just such sweet proof that you really good things can come from the internet and staying connected yeah. and through Instagram and and all of that. It's just been such a gift to to follow you and um, mm. to see the journey that you've been on and to get a benefit from like your wisdom and your journey from afar. Thank you. So I love for you to just. Tell us a little bit about who you are, like where do you live, what do you do, and um, yeah, I guess how would you define some of the work that you're doing? Mm. 
These are such big questions. <laughs> These are the right. questions so that like... give me the most anxiety. <laughs> you can a, answer this however you want. Right? Like I'm a four on the Enneagram if anyone can relate. And so it's like mm-hmm. deep dive. Like we want to just do the deep dive. And so that question mm-hmm. of like, who am I? Is like the I one <laughs> that I've been like asking my entire life, right? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Um, but briefly, like what, what I do is I help women heal their own gaze and really embody their authentic and sexy wholeness. And that has been a journey for me. And so I just get to pass on what I'm learning. And so I'm a constant student. I love learning. And it's like my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. And I really resonate with the archetype of the wounded healer because I'm not doing this work because <laughs> I'm perfect. I'm doing this work because like I came from a pretty messed up background and um, had to overcome a lot. And, and really what it boils mm-hmm. down to is I had to heal the way I saw myself as a woman. So that is the work that I do, and I do it through online programs and one-on-one coaching and mentorship and leading retreats around the world, which are so much fun and so transformative and healing. And really, it's just like passing on the wisdom that I've been given. (laughs) Whatever morsel I've come across, I just want to keep passing it on for women that um, are kindred spirits. I love that. And it is so evident in, in who you are and the way that you share things. And, and it's so true. It's, I mean, I think that is one of the most beautiful gifts about, um, the, like our brokenness or our stories is that a lot of times that's where the most beauty ends up coming from. And, um, we're always going to be in process and, um, but it's just, is, it's nice to bring, lift other people up on that journey and walk alongside each other. It's about accountability. You know, it helps me be accountable. It helps me make it real. I'm really grounded Mm. in when I am not just like, digesting it and reading it, but I'm actually like needing to integrate it myself and embody it myself so I can become the teaching and I can become not just like spitting off words and like making more noise on the internet, but I really, my first job as a teacher, as a guide, as a coach is to really embody this wisdom myself, the best Mm -hmm. of my ability, and and then um, share it from that really grounded, authentic place. Cause that's the women that I really look up to. It's not necessarily what they're saying, but it's how they're being that has really mm-hmm. inspired me. And so that's, you know, I see that as my number one job. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> doing my own work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's exactly, I, we just talked about this before we started recording, but what you're doing right now with taking an intentional step back from social media and some of your other more traditional forms of, um, like outlets and work. And, and so, yeah, you're showing us what it looks like to just be and to go inward and to not always have to be on with like sharing insights or things and, um, needing to feel like providing value constantly. And so I just love that you're modeling that you're that, um, poem of yours that just be here with me. I think about that all the time, the petition for presence. Oh my goodness. Oh, thank you so much. And that's, you know, one of those experiences of you get this download, right? Like all of us have had that experience of like really seeing reality clearly, like seeing love with a capital L clearly. And we know what we need to do in order to feel whole and live our best life. But it's so easy to move on from that moment of insight and just to brush it off as like, oh, you know, 
whatever. Like that wasn't that big of a deal. But no, like when we get those like downloads from whatever you want to say, God, higher power, like truth, love, like we really need to pause and listen. And that is for us first and foremost. And so that that message mm-hmm. of just be here with me and the petition for presence, like that was my soul's gift to me, first and foremost. Like I needed to pay attention and listen. <laughs> and it's so easy to just brush those things aside. So one thing I know for sure in feminine wholeness in particular, like we do need to honor our unique cycles and rhythms. And that mm-hmm. does not look like the this pace of the world around us where it's like, relentless go 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 and more 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 like I know if you're running your own business if you're a solopreneur of any kind there's that pressure but we really need to trust ourselves like that's Mm -hmm. this has been you know my my journey and my message is that we're gonna get all sorts of messaging from outside of us but what does our soul say like what is our soul asking us and inviting us into and that is the greatest romance and adventure there is like romance and adventure are two words that like are guiding (laughs) guiding words of my life and Mm -hmm. understanding what true romance is and what meaningful adventure is has everything to do with this like inner relationship with your soul with god yeah so it's so, so true. Yeah, I know. The journey of that I've been on as far as learning to really tune into that, and I call it like my in- intuition or my inner voice, and um, that it's always speaking to us and that there's we have access to this divine wisdom that knows us to our core, and it is so hard to like be still and silent sometimes and he- listen to that, but the times that I do, it's like the most transform- transformational um, yeah. power that comes out of that, and and even too, just the incredible, like learning about the incredible ways our bodies were cr- yeah. built and created as women. And the first time I learned about how like in our cycles and how different times of the month or have different forms of energy and output yeah. versus input. And like, it just blew my mind. I'm like, this makes so much sense. And so this is sense. not the schedule that the world works on. And so it can right. feel, we feel like that tension when we're coming up against it. And um, we know that we're running too hard or uh, pushing ourselves too much. And and so it's just, yeah, it's so good to sit and be reminded of um, that we don't have to right? so li- live by that narrative. <laughs> so simple and so hard sometimes to execute, you know, but that's just taking that first step of pausing, slowing down, connecting to our breath. Like then the whole mm-hmm. world opens up for us. Then a new path of grace opens up for us. And we got to trust it. <laughs> and sometimes that's the scariest thing because everyone else yeah. is going in the opposite direction. But there's yes. so much fruit when we do. Absolutely. It's such a valuable practice. Um, so yeah, like you mentioned, I clearly the the work that you're doing now has kind of blossomed out of your own story and your own journey and the healing that you've done. And so um, whatever you'd like to share, I'd love to know a little bit more about the specifics of what led you to do work in this space, like the feminine wholeness, um, pleasure, like, you know, deep inner self work type of a space. Like what are some of the moments or um, events in your life that kind of made you realize like, oh, this is what I'm meant to be doing, or this is the, the, the work that I'd love to be doing in the world? Yeah, it definitely has come from my own desire and curiosity, like the questions of like, what does it mean to be a woman? And mm-hmm. who am I? And what does it take to be free and mm-hmm. to really live life to the full? And yeah. I was someone that um, 
didn't grow up in the church. So when I came into like a relationship with Jesus, like just this path, like I really like took his word seriously. And when in, he says in John 10, 10, like I came to give life and life to the full, I'm like, hello people, like there's life to the full for us? Like no way, like who's doing this? And I yeah. look around me and I didn't see very many people living life to the full. So that was the question, you know, in my thirties is like, that's when I began this spiritual path. And I was like, if there's life to the full, that's the promise. Like, I really want to get to the bottom of what that is. Because what preceded that, like my upbringing, like I grew up in a dysfunctional alcoholic home and I didn't feel very secure in the world. Like my safe world was within me. Like when I was in my room and I was dancing and I was doing art, like that was my mm. safe place in my own little world. But as soon as I came downstairs or went outside or went to school, I just felt like I didn't know what was what, like what I could mm. trust, like what was being mirrored back to me. Was that the truth? And so you know, mm -hmm. there was a lot of toxicity in what was mirrored as like what it means to be a woman. Mm -hmm. And so like my little heart like wanted to believe, you know, I was made for something really good and really, and mm -hmm. I could have joy and romance and adventure in my life. But like mm -hmm. my little heart did not know how to get those things. And so the journey of trying to get those things, right, what we all want, like, love and excitement and a sense that we're special and we're here for a reason. Like I mm. just went about it in ways that were very like self-destructive and self-harming because that's the only roadmap that was shown to me as being a woman, yeah. you know? <laughs> so um, uh -huh. learning to feel that has brought me into this work and specifically at the intersection of these very two powerful forces, our sexuality and our spirituality, two places in me that were very much, um, shamed. And um, I was afraid of those powers within me and mm. um, did not know how to relate to them or how to really own and embody them like out in the world. And so learning how to do that, like there's so much potency in our sexuality and our spirituality as women and anything mm. with power um, is also, and it's like with it's dangerous, right? Fire, money, you know, sex, God, like these really powerful forces. So learning how to really hone that in a way that's honoring and life-giving and brings me to life to the full and a sense of thriving has been the journey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that. And um, I just, I, as you were talking about, I just feel so grateful that you you chose to dive so deeply into that and kind of learn those things. And I know you had to learn some in harder ways, but, um, yeah, and I can I'm so hopeful harder ways, <laughs> yeah. just make it, break it down, make it really clear for people. Okay. Like high school struggle with body, like had, uh, eating disorders, like early twenties, like spent a month in an eating disorder clinic because I had such disordered eating. Like, you know, I would, overeat and then not eat. And there's this so unhealthy cycles of trying to control my body. Right. And then mm -hmm. there were seasons where I totally abused alcohol and other drugs. Um, and then there were seasons where I totally like, just, just tried to find my identity and, and sense of self in relationships and really like destructive relationships. So mm -hmm. anything under the sun that people deal with, like I've gone there and tried it out. Like <laughs> I got that t-shirt <laughs> and then <they're> not. <laughs> and that wasn't the way. So it's only because of all the, um, you know, I don't, you know, failures, mistakes is, is, is the only way I've 
learned and I don't see them as failures. And that's one of the messages I have for women. Like we aren't a failure because we're trying to do the best that we can do. Like at any given moment, everyone is doing the best they can do. If they could do better, they would do better. Like that's something that's helped me understand my, my own family, like different family dynamics. Like if they could do better, they would do better. And that goes Mm -hmm. for us too. And like all of our, all of our turns and, you know, for me, like I've made so many mistakes in my life and what the world would say is the wrong path, but <laughs> that has brought me to where I am but, today. So it's my yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it's not the wrong path. And, <laughs> right? It's, we're doing it. And I just have so much, I love that you've been able to have so much grace for your younger self. And I think that practice is, is one that you do. And I also do of like just sending so much love to the younger version of myself. Anytime I feel like harsh or feeling regretful about certain things and to the con- to the same concept of like if i was doing what i knew to be <laughs> to be true or to be good in that moment and doing the best i could and also when you look at the world and the messages that we're being sent and that women are being sent like how, i don't know how anyone doesn't just go off the rails at all times and no wonder there's so much brokenness and disconnect and loneliness and all of that and so it's just it feels so important for voices like yours to rise up and um and really provide like life-giving healing words for people um, and let letting everyone know that, yeah, we are whole and good yeah. on our own just as we are and we are free. And um, yeah, it's just is, it is a journey, but it is, yeah. it's a beautiful place to be. <laughs> yeah. And that wholeness piece, I mean, you can, I, I, we are whole, like, you, like we are already whole, but we don't have an experience of our own wholeness. And so that's what we're learning how to embody. It's like the wholeness is there. It's never left us. I really believe that. It's there. It doesn't matter how messed up your childhood was or your young adult years or how messed up your life is right now. Your wholeness is still intact. It will always be there. It's just a matter of experiencing that and giving yourself permission to grow into that too so you can embody that on a daily basis. And that can be your set point and that can be Mm -hmm. your norm instead of like – just moments of feeling whole in the midst of this ocean of feeling like totally out of control and messed up and broken. And mm-hmm. like, the journey is just really giving ourselves the gift of getting to own how whole we really are. Yeah. And returning, like you said, like just returning to what already is. And it's not about like a striving to get to a place of being or like having to think our way into it. It's just when we remember we can just release and rest into it is, is, so like revolutionary. I think it's still so hard for us to grasp that. Like it's, if it was easy, everyone would do it. But at the same time, it really is that simple that we get to just, (laughs) just be. (laughs) It's like, Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. The inner work is a lot of work, but it's simple. I know. It's such a paradox. Right. It's such a like both hands, you know, (laughs) the best hours of my day, every single day are spent towards inner work. And yet it's the simplest thing when you look back on it, you know, and what, what is actually going on. It's like, oh, I'm slowing down. I'm listening. I'm honoring the highest and best. (laughs) Like I'm trusting Uh the good. It's just so great. (laughs) I know. I've been doing 
personally, like where I'm at in my journey is doing a lot of thought work stuff. And so um, a lot around the concept that my thoughts are the only thing that can create my feelings. And sometimes as I learn some of these concepts or start to apply them, I'm like, wait, is it really just that easy to like change my thought about something? And then my behaviors will shift and my feelings will shift. And it's like, how was I not doing this for so long? And it's really simplified things so much. And yeah, it's, but it is crazy how, but there is work in that of retraining and breaking patterns of, mm-hmm. of all the subconscious programming that's been going on and um, the thought process yeah. we didn't even realize we were having. Like it is, it does take work, but mm-hmm. it's also like, it's just blowing my mind sometimes where I'm like, wow, I, I could have been doing this all along and it's, <laughs> uh, it's not that hard. And that's why I got trained as a hypnotherapist is because uh, I knew like when it finally dawned on mm-hmm. me that like, 95% of why I was doing, why I was thinking, why I was feeling, why I was believing the things that I was is because of the subconscious stuff. And mm-hmm. until we start addressing what's in the subconscious, like we could spend our whole life on that 5% that we're aware of. And yeah. it'll be like moving tiny pebbles. And it's not that it's not for nothing. It, it's something, right? But like real shifting and experiencing a whole new reality happens when we begin addressing what's been latent and holding us back in the subconscious mind. Absolutely. I love that you got trained as a hypnotherapist and I've even (laughs) dabbled in the thought of doing that someday myself because I used to want to be like a marriage family therapist. And now as I've been learning more about this whole world and what you just explained, um, and I've done some um, RTT sessions, which is rapid transformational therapy. It's a form of, um, hypnosis. And so Mm -hmm. I just believe in it so much. And I agree that like the, the shifts that you can see, like I am all for talk therapy. I'm all for all of those things. And sometimes that's necessary, but when you can like quickly get to the root of something, um, that our body is held onto and our mind knows is there, but we just don't like we've pushed it away or hidden it or whatever. Um, like why wouldn't you want to just get access to that healing and that shift so much quicker. Yeah. We got shit to do, Sarah. I know. I know. We don't have time. I don't have time to sit in hours of therapy. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah. So, so lovely. And so to, to shift a little bit, um, some of the things that I cover and that we talk about in this podcast is um, kind of like reframing thoughts around whatever it might be in your life, but to allow people to step more fully into the life that's in front of them. And so sometimes for, uh, or where I'm at right now is um, more specifically in a season of singleness and how, how I can, I think the messages that we get sometimes as a culture or society is that marriage equals better or more fulfilled, or it's, you know, it's so celebrated and, right. um, and it is such a lovely, wonderful thing. I think marriage is so important and um, yeah, just, it's just such a gift, but I also, it makes me sad that I think mm. as single women, we feel rushed out of this stage of life and like not willing to sit in it or, um, that there's not value that comes out of this season. And so, um, but I think one of the hard things in that, like I've, I've had, it's been really easy for me to not really easy. It's been, a, it's, still taken some time, but as I've reframed a lot of things around like, oh, actually this is a really great thing about being single or whatnot. I think a recurring conversation in my mind and with other single females is around the topic of, of sensuality and sexuality in a, in a season of singleness versus married. And, um, 
and honestly, a lot of the stuff that you've done and shared has even helped open some of that up for me and just the concepts of delight and pleasure and how it's so much more expansive than just sexual encounters with another person. And so, yeah, I would love to hear a little bit more about your story and maybe how you viewed your own sexuality during seasons of singleness and then how that even differed from um, being in a relationship or partnership or marriage. Yeah. So part of my story is I was a single mom and not just like a single mom. I went through the pregnancy alone. I had the baby alone. Like the first two years of his life, I was single. And that experience made me who I am, like my strength and mm. like the, the bedrock of like knowing who I am and choosing myself. And that like really, I get to delight in being a woman and it doesn't matter who else is there or isn't there like I learned Mm. the meaning of true romance and meaningful adventure in my season of singlehood and I had to choose it and I remember the conscious moment choice where I was like enough um wanting something that I don't have Mm, yeah there was a Mm -hmm. lot of um feeling of rejection and abandonment and like, will anyone ever love me? Will anyone ever choose me? I felt so disqualified as a single pregnant woman from what society says is like you're worthy of. And mm-hmm. um, I felt so disqualified of all that and it was killing me. And I knew <sighs> that like if I continued to invest my energy in my thought life and my dreams and ideals in that space, like my son would suffer. Like he Mm. would not get the best of me. And so Mm -hmm. it was like this like moment of like just awakening and radical responsibility being like, you know what? If the definition of happiness that the world gives us isn't working for me, I'm going to reinvent it all. And so like I redefined romance for myself. I redefined adventure for myself. I made it so I could be successful with or without a partner. So my new definition of romance became anything I do in the name of love. And so how (laughs) I treated my body, like what I chose to put in my body, like slowing down and appreciating the beauty around me when I went on walks, like the fun things that I would do for my my son, like all of these things Mm -hmm. became a romantic way of engaging. And I realized it was my beingness that became romantic and sensual like I didn't need an external force outside of me like I could choose to show up in the world in a way that was like for the sake of love and that's how I defined romance and adventure is like anytime I'm brave like that's adventure anything Mm, I do for the sake of like okay this is like the next thing (laughs) this is scary I'm gonna go there (laughs) that became the adventure and so learning how to heal and see myself differently as a woman, the adventure became very much in this internal adventure instead of like needing someone to take me out on dates or, you know, the bachelorette, like helicopter guides. <laughs> like, I don't need that if I know that there's like so, there's such a world within to explore. And mm. there's all this terrain that's scary enough, you know, it's terrifying to go into the dark places in your own soul, but like that, there's so much. Um, to learn there and like that's yeah. what gave me courage and so yeah going through um that those seasons of you know I wasn't I was 29 when I got married so okay really a lot older than a lot of women you know that I went to church with and mm-hmm. um but this was like I 
what I did right is like when I would let myself, like I had the best time as a single woman. Like I just delighted <laughs> in my alone time. I fully like just like just loved it. And I still love it. Like I just, I think it's such an important part of a healthy, being a healthy woman is like really delighting in your own company and like learning how yeah. to like just, just like have a kick being by yourself. Like you, you and yourself can just have the best time. And that's like taking yourself to the movies or a coffee date with a good book or walk, going for a walk or a hike. Like you know how to have a good time with yourself. And like when you know how to have yeah. a good time with yourself, like that becomes a superpower and that helps you like create healthy relationships in your life. Cause you know, like my sister and I would totally joke about this when we were in a season of dating. And this is like our barometer for like, was it, was it a good date? And we would ask, we would ask each other like, so like, would you rather be eating or would you rather be spending time with him? Because both of us had <laughs> another conversation with like Dairy Queen blizzards and French fries. And so it's like, would you rather be eating and then not in a healthy way, like <laughs> overeating, yeah. eating to stuff mm-hmm. feelings? Um, not a good date, not a good combo. Yeah. <laughs> But I can't wait till this date's over and I can go through the driveway, drive through McDonald's and get a McFlurry. Like if my mind's going there on a date with somebody, this is not going to work out. That's such a good one. I know. I think about like, oh, when I know that I can't wait to get back to my bed and my cat or like to talk to a girlfriend, I'm like, yeah, this isn't someone that I'm excited to spend more time with. Right. (laughs) So, uh, but in that also owning my sexuality, like how do we do that, right? Like if we're single and um, especially the other layer, if you have kids, like it's almost like you're not allowed to be sexy as a mother. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and what is too sexy, and like therefore, like you're you're desperate or you're asking for it. You know, like there's all of these judgments around women as they um, lean into their sexuality. That no wonder why women are terrified to explore and and try things on there is because there's so much judgment lurking around the corner. Like if we do it quote unquote wrong, and so yeah. most people would rather just like shut down and like not explore it and like live half half alive because they're terrified of other people's opinions or, you know, if they've never encountered this like power and this radiance in themselves, like what's going to happen when I do. And so what I think women can do to start out with is just like, let your inner world be so alive. Like whatever happens behind your locked door, when you're in your private space, like really get comfortable there first. Like we, like I felt so sexual and alive, like love my naked body, love being naked. Um, And whenever I could really connect to that, like it made it so much better to go out in the world, whether I was going to a bar or a restaurant with my girlfriends or on a date. It's like, I didn't need the external validation to know like, is this okay? And so Mm -hmm. this is like, it's something I'm still choosing to do because I, it, I think there's so many influences on women to look outside ourselves for that kind of validation that I don't think we ever really arrive. You know, maybe when I'm yeah. 70 or 80, like, I'll finally imagine it, but I have to consciously mm-hmm. choose this still. Mm-hmm. And so it's one knowing that our sexuality truly does belong to ourself and it has everything to do with our life force, not um, penetration, intercourse, like this, mm-hmm. these ideas about sex that we're handed to by our culture. That's very, um, it's from a male's experience. A lot of times we even learn about sex from a, 
more masculine male experience instead of a feminine experience. Mm -hmm. And we, we have these ideas about what sex is or isn't based on um, society and male experience instead of our own experience. And so taking yeah. that back as, you know what, sexuality is one side of the coin of my life force energy. Spirituality mm -hmm. is the other side of the coin of this life force energy. And it's important that I learn how to integrate both of these together so I am honoring myself. And I am allowing myself, giving myself permission to be fully alive, like fully radiant and having the time of my life with or without anybody else. Mm. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love so much of that. And I just keep getting such a, a fun picture of like not the word mischievous is wrong, but just like a mischievous in a fun way, like almost a childlike innocence of, of enjoying that, like exploration yeah. on your own. And, um, whether that's like the images that come to mind are traveling alone because adventure to me is kind of this combination of like the rush of the fear of some of it, of like, mm -hmm. this is unknown and it can be scary, but then the rush of excitement and, um, liberation. And it's such a cool comparison that I hadn't really made before to, to yeah. view the adventure that we're on with ourselves in a similar way as adventure, like we would out in the world. Um, and then something that was to me so pivotal in the way that I viewed my sexuality was when someone made the connection between the fact that creative energy and sexual energy are so similar to one another because, mm -hmm. which makes so much sense because, you know, out of sex, out of sexuality comes creation and that's part of it. And it's a way that we express, um, the, the wholeness of who we are. And so I just view it as all connected. I think we just, the word sex or sexuality can be so, um, tainted by like, especially if you grew up in the church or places where that was a little more taboo. Um, but really all it is, is just, like you said, it's a, it's a life force. It's a, it's a form of energy within us and it doesn't always have to be dangerous or scary or there for someone else. Like it is in us and through us. And, um, yeah, the fact that we just get to enjoy that on our own and live into it is such a good reminder. Um, I think for everyone and has been so helpful for me as a single person to realize that my sexuality doesn't get to just come to life with another person. Like it, I already have it and it's already a part of me. And there's so many ways to explore slash enjoy it on, on my own. And so, one of those yeah. ways, like, like there is so many ways to explore it, enjoy and enjoy it on our own. And one of the reasons I absolutely love the, the silly practice of the sexy selfie is because it's that creative energy that we're working with. And mm -hmm. so this sexy selfie practice really is a form of art therapy. Like art therapy is like so good at helping you like self-discover and building your self-esteem and giving you that emotional relief and release. And in that process of learning how to see ourselves as these fully embodied, sensual, like radiant, beautiful women, like yeah. we get to heal our own gaze and not depend on another person's gaze to validate us, but we get to create something and we get to, we are co-creators in our own womanhood. And that is super empowering for me to know and to remember. And art is a way that we get to really experience that, like a tangible thing, a photograph mm -hmm. is something that we get to work with. And it's so powerful. Yeah, it's I it's so true even like the act of cuz I've been practicing that a little bit on my own too. I mean, um I remember the first time 
I did that was on my trip to Spain by myself like years ago. And Mm -hmm. I never really like just taken photos of myself and um, like in a more sensual way. And this was just for myself. And um, it was so fun. And one of my weird, it's not weird, but I, it's such a creative outlet to me is editing photos. I just Ah. love editing photos. Like on my phone, I could spend hours doing that. And, and so as I've been doing that um, with some other photos, it just, yeah, it feels so artistic and such an expression and it feels um just so delightful. I can't think of another word to admire. Like I'll go back and like look at photos of myself and be like, wow, I really like this photo. And um, maybe I'll send it to a girlfriend or something, but it just feels, I keep them in like a hidden album mm-hmm. on my iPhone. And um, it just is for me, it's a practice and a delight for myself. And um, it's, yeah, it's so great. And and so I can you explain like a little bit around that, like the thing that you've started around the sexy selfie? And um, because I just have loved watching as you shared some of the the women who participate that and with you and the transformations that they've gone through, like it is, it is so powerful. I think when we hear the word selfie, sometimes we're like, think of, I don't know, kind of vain things or influencers or whatnot, but um, it really is a, a much deeper, more powerful, like yeah. honestly, like revolution that, that you are tapping into. And so can you just explain like how that started and, and what it is that you're encouraging women to do through that? Yeah. What it comes down to is like how, powerful our self-image is in our life like how we see ourselves determines how we show up on every single level like when we're alone like when we're in relationship Mm -hmm. like when we're doing the thing we're called to do like it our self-image affects every single part of our life and this thing of the selfie, we're using it, we're turning the superficial thing on its head to do some deep self-inquiry and to really challenge maybe the ideas of ourselves that we've been held in place for our whole life and really challenge, like, is this really who I am? Because how we see ourselves either limits us or liberates us. And so for a woman who desperately wants to feel alive and joyful and childlike and free, but she just doesn't see herself as a sexy woman or a vibrant or playful person. Like that's always going to be her ceiling until she can get outside and see herself in a new way. And so for me, like I had this like tangible embodied experience of this before I ever got like deep philosophical about it. You know, I was pregnant. I was eight months along. Like I it was at the hardest time in my life. I just got out of like the mental hospital, literally. That's how bad I got. Mm. The anxiety and the panic, mm. panic attacks when I was pregnant and had no idea. Um, mm. So much uncertainty and fear around my future and my identity. I mean, the old identity was gone. I couldn't get it back. I wasn't ever going to get it back. And here I was walking into this unknown place and I had so much fear, so yeah. much debilitating self-doubt. And the panic and anxiety around that sent me into a mental hospital. And I'm so glad I got there because there I learned some tools. And one of the things we did there was art therapy. And we did it in community. And we talked about our feelings. And we talked about, like, you know, our preferences, our desires, everything. And so when I got home from that experience, I I used to be a photographer and I would always take photos of my friends and myself. And, but it had been a long season since doing that because I felt so much shame around my body and I just like, just did not feel inspired to take pictures, but I got home and I 
you know, I just was, like, felt called to do some silly self-portraits. I put on a wig. I put on this like vintage wrap dress and I had my giant pregnant belly and I got a gallon of ice cream out and I just started taking these sexy selfies with some ice cream. And I love, I've seen this picture and I love that so much. <laughs> I just embodied like, what if Marilyn Monroe got pregnant and she just totally <laughs> owned it. And she just was like, I love my ice cream and I love my belly and I love my beauty and I love myself. So I just like yeah. went for it in these photos and I had so much fun. I did, it was almost like an out-of-body experience where I was like allowing myself to become someone I never saw before, like this, really, mm. this wise pregnant woman who could be childlike and totally okay um, on her own at the same time. And it was mm. so powerful to um, create this, like almost like this alter ego. And this is what, yeah. what I do in the course is I teach women how to create their own alter egos using like archetypes, the divine feminine and different ways that we can tap into these parts of ourselves that have gotten lost or we have neglected or forgotten or never really mm -hmm. got to experience. And through the practice and the fun and the creative element of these selfies, we get to reclaim these lost parts of ourselves and through mm. that um, see ourselves in these new ways that like liberate us from the old self image. So that's my goal. Like I have like two goals with the, teaching the sexy selfies. Like I want women to get liberated from their old stuck self images like, and really mm -hmm. give them a chance to become like who they really know they are underneath it all, underneath all the conditioning, underneath all that bullshit. Like who is, who are they? Like they can feel it in moments. I know they can. And so I just want to give them permission yeah. to experience that. And then also my other agenda is to teach sexual education like the way that it was always should have been taught you know so the part of it is like a reframing of what sex is and feminine sexuality and i take them through this journey of uh, what is healthy sexual development what are this mm -hmm. you know that we like to really embrace like all aspects of our sexuality as women that we probably missed out on as children so i take them through that yeah. arc from you know, because we have a sexuality from the time we are in vitro, like in our mother's wombs up until now, like way, it doesn't begin mm. when we get married, like our sexuality, we, we are created with it. So what does that mean yeah. and how mm. do we um, really own and integrate every single stage so that we can become fully embodied, wise women in control of our life, <laughs> the bosses of our own. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, this is so good. I just is like, this is the, this is the type of thing I want everyone to experience. And I'm so grateful that you're doing this type of work and you're helping women in these ways. And it's just as, yeah, I feel so hopeful that, um, the people that are in these seasons of, of growth and rediscovering what it means to be fully alive, like these, we're going to be the people that get to change the way that we raise children and the next generations and the education systems and all of that. I just think there's so, we're at like a pivotal moment and um, yeah, like I, again, people, everyone's been doing the best they can with what they have or teaching what they think is important. But um, as we're like breaking through some of those things and realizing what, you know, what really is liberating for people, what is the most healing? Like, I just feel so strongly about wanting to teach this to the masses <laughs> and to young people and all that, like just thinking of the difference in my own life, if I had access to this type of wisdom and 
knowledge. And I did in a lot of ways. I mean, I, you know, I grew up in a great family and I, for the most part, my faith was, was pretty healthy. Um, the environments I grew up in, but it's, it just has come such a long way since then. And so it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love I'll just say like for women that are afraid to like venture out into this new territory, like one of the things that have, has helped me and has helped a lot of the, the women I've coached and worked with is to realize that this is part of something way bigger. This is like we, what we are doing, we're doing not just for ourselves, but for our daughters and even for our mothers. Mm. Like it's working backwards mm. and forwards to heal the, the feminine line and to really redeem the feminine experience. And so to use that as courage, because I know a lot of people, like especially women in the church, like they're all for helping other people, right? Like it's like we're full of this mindset. Mm-hmm. And so use that as like to give you courage to embolden you and to just say, yes, you know what? This isn't just about me. This is about freedom that I want for my daughter and my friends and so especially when it comes to the sexy selfie and and like all those like thoughts like is this vain is this like should I be spending time on this isn't there better things to be like doing with my time is really healing all these questions like we feel like we don't have permission to even own our beauty or to celebrate our beauty or to you know and so to to help her to help a woman get over that, I would just say, hey, you're doing this not just for you. You're doing this for me. You're doing this for everyone in your circle. And they may look at you with their eyebrows raised and they may not get it at first, but it's because it's Mm -hmm. looking something deep in them that desires your boldness and your courage and your freedom. And so do it for all of us. Preach. That's so good. It's so powerful. And I love that that reframe of like, yes, it's valuable to do it for yourself, but like how how much everyone else gets to benefit from that too. And um, I just think like when I see women who are who love their bodies and who love um just themselves so fully, like that is such a gift to me. Like even Lizzo is like one of my favorite people to watch right now, just because yes. Uh, she, I just like feel so much freedom in watching her perform and love herself and share that message with other people. And it's, um, yeah, I think it's healing all of us and that's why like it, it is so important. And I hope that everyone hears that message and, oh wow, well, it's so good. Yeah, I saw her, she came to Portland and I was like, Hun, we uh, have to go. We have to, I love her. She's like, my oh right my now. God. We played her music all through the sexy selfie, beta babes, like chorus. Yes. And, and, um, <laughs> And I love her line, like, if I'm shining, everybody's gonna shine. And it's like, uh, that is uh-huh. like, yes, we have, like, we need to shine. And like, everyone else can shine with us. We don't have to be afraid of our own light. Like, we can just allow mm-hmm. that light to make room for the women around us to embrace theirs. And it's just, she said from the stage, like, if you can love me, you can love yourself. And that's mm-hmm. like, we, we give our love away. And it's beautiful the way that we, like, can love on others. And all it takes is just a little bit of that going back towards us. Like that'll just make it all so much feel even better. It'll feel way more balanced and harmonious and we'll get the benefit of getting to like really know who we are. Cause like that love, that self love, like unlocks this like permission to really regain trust and intimacy with our own body and our soul, which has been lost Mm. by so many women. We don't know how to trust what lights us up. We don't know if our heart is good. Like we don't know what's wrong with our body or if there's, you know, we have all these doubts around our body and soul, but that self love piece like unlocks this permission to like regain that trust and intimacy, which is where everything else is born. Yeah. Oh, so good. 
Um, I could just listen to you talk about these things all day long. It makes me feel just so alive and I love seeing that light ripple out from you and then into the other people and women that you've touched because of it. So thank you so much for who you are and your story and all that you um, bring to the table and for your seasons of rest and of giving and creating and all of it. It's just as um, it's been a gift to me. And I know this conversation will be such a gift to everyone who hears it as well. It's so fun to talk about it all day. That's why I love like going on with the women is because we get like this uninterrupted time for like a week straight and just like deep diving into all this stuff and all the fun too. Because this is what I, you know, I'm a very deep person. Like I go deep fast. Like that's just where I live. Mm -hmm. But to balance that Mm -hmm. out, like I just bring as much whimsy and delight into my world as possible. Because one thing, Sophia, like this is my word for like intuition, higher powers. My word is Sophia Mm -hmm. because it means feminine wisdom. So one thing my own wisdom has taught me is that there's so much power in being playful. So much healing in that joy. And like if we are kids, when you have kids, if you choose kids or just anyone that's close to you in your life, the more you can vibe at that level of delight and joy, Mm -hmm. like that is healing for the people around you. Like there is stuff happening in the subconscious realm that it's just like, if we can be that, that is so healing. The world needs that. (laughs) Totally. I think it's, I love that we are born playful and with that spirit and then the world kind of like slowly dims that away from us. And so when we get to reclaim that, it's like, it does feel like such a returning to what we're supposed to be. And so, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, the innocence and the fun and the freedom and just letting go and dancing or jumping in the ocean or squealing when you see a butterfly, like whatever those little things are, like it is, yeah, I, that's a, it's been such a fun message for me to receive that, um, it's okay. It's I'm free to enjoy my life and also to follow the fun and delight. Like, what do I have fun doing? Like, I'm allowed to ask that question. It doesn't always have to be these serious, like, you know, like, what is, what are you most passionate about? Or like, what is your main life purpose? Like sometimes it's just as simple as like, I like to create pottery or I like to edit photos, you know, like whatever those little things are, just following that curiosity and that joy is, I think where we find like the bigger, deeper things too. And just recognizing like there's so much power and work being done. And I think a lot of women who are on the self-help kick journey like they love learning and growing like we get that there's work to be done inside of us and we're like ready and eager we're ambitious women like we want to be better to you know today than we were yesterday and so we're all for these seasons of you know purification if there's one way to put it there's seasons of purification Mm -hmm. the path of purification and then there's the path of pleasure and we need both and one of like my (laughs) teachers who i will never forget she told me you know for every like for every moment we spend on the path of purification like that's like the the dying to self and the dying to old ways and old thoughts and habits like for every moment we spend there like we need like double the amount of time on the path of pleasure like that's this is what we need to fill ourselves that's with. so true that's yeah. so good yeah and joy is the energy of healing like this like, mm-hmm. wisdom of if you want healing in anything in life go play 
Like, then that's like hard to accept, right? When you just want to get down to business, you want to be productive and you've been taught like, no, I need to suffer. Like it needs to be hard. Right. But um, there's so much wisdom in just the playfulness, the whimsy, the joy, and that takes care of a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, that's something that I feel really strongly about sharing with other people and imparting to other people. Um, because I, yeah, I so agree. I think there's so much healing and power in just being joyful and experiencing and delighting in the joys of life. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Well, to wrap things up, could you share, um, first of all, where people can find you? And obviously I'll link to all of that in the show notes and in the intro, but, um, anything that you are working on right now that you're really excited about or things coming up, um, all of that, feel free to go ahead. And uh, it is also like my dream to go on a retreat with you someday. So mark my words, that will, that will happen. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yes. I love leading retreats. So people can learn more about the retreats at sophiaretreats.com and um, get on the list there to learn about the next retreats. Um, If you guys are working on like reclaiming how you see womanhood and sex and really trying to write a new story around that, like beyond the one you were given by your culture or by your family of origin. Like I created a free guided meditation. It's called the no more shame narrative. And um, I can give you the link, Sarah, to give to all your listeners, but that's a really great place to start. It's a free place to start, to start reprogramming your mind, to create the possibility Mm -hmm. to live in as a woman in your fullness around sex, body, womanhood, God. So um, download that. Um, you can find me on Instagram when I come back to Instagram, which I will come back eventually. I think I'm going to take in, take your time. time, enjoy the summer into the fall. I'm going on this um, yeah, personal adventure in September that I'm really looking forward to. And I want to just create a lot of space around that. So, but my Instagram is Morgan Day Cecil. My YouTube is Morgan Day Cecil. And there are meditations and yoga practices and some teachings on YouTube around feminine wholeness. And then just a really simple, you know, get your toe in the water, begin somewhere is to join Feminine Wholeness University, which is $34 a month. You can quit any time and there's access, you get access to like five different courses, like everything from body of bliss and how to really like be in touch with your own pleasure and let that feel safe, like how to feel safe in your body as a sexual woman Mm. and everything from that to the romance and adventure pilgrimage, which is like redefining romance and adventure for yourself on the spiritual level and like having this time to really get to know your own soul. So there's lots of courses in there. I can link that for your ladies too. Um, and there's a, just know there's so many resources. Really, there's like no shortage of help and inspiration out there. Like not just from me. There's a lot of women in this field that are like here for you. And so just follow mm-hmm. like what lights you up. That's one of the things I always teach my women. Like you can trust what lights you up. And healing is a love yeah. story. Like so bring as much joy and fun to this like process as possible because it doesn't have to be a battle all the time. And so surround yourself with women who model that for you. And I just keep reminding you that, yes, it's possible to be a woman in progress and have a lot of fun and, you know, feel a lot of joy in the process. Yay. Uh, So good. And thank you so much for all of those resources. And yeah, I just, it's like, there is so much available to us. Um, 
like throughout so many different people and sources, but all the things that you offer that is, is so wonderful. And I will definitely be linking to all of that. And I just, again, like from my heart, I'm so grateful for, for you and the ways that you've shaped my view of, of feminine wholeness and um, sexuality. And so well done. Thank you for the work you're doing. And this was just such a treat for me and so delightful to have this conversation. So thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. I enjoyed it so much, Sarah. Thank you for the work that you're doing in the world. I just... I'm grateful for this time and what you're doing is so important. And thank you. I wish I had like your podcast to listen to when I was single and pregnant. And <laughs> I really just thank you for what you're doing for women. Thank you. Well, I will see you around soon. And um, I can't wait to keep these yeah. conversations going. I can't wait. To- <laughs> okay. <I do. laughs> I know. Yes, we will make that happen. <laughs> thank you, Morgan. And thank you all for being here. I truly hope you enjoyed listening in on our conversation. Even as I was listening back to edit through this podcast, it just brought me so much joy and I really hope that it did the same for you. Thank you again to Morgan for agreeing to be on with me. I know she just mentioned where you could find her. I will include all of that at the show notes over at highfriend.co. But again, she is on Instagram at Morgan Day Cecil. And I would highly recommend that you give her a follow She is on a break right now, but she will be back. And then I also wanted to share the exciting news that I decided to reopen back up the Facebook group for this podcast. So we used to post the episodes there when Kaylee and I were recording together. It's a closed Facebook group. At the time we had it, we said that it was um, just for females because we knew that that was the main audience of who was listening. And we wanted to just keep that a safe space in the conversations, but, um, I'm fine opening that up to everybody. I think that anybody is welcome. I still think the majority of this audience is female, so that will probably be reflected there. But I would just love a place, as I've like truly enjoyed following some of my favorite podcasts and um, being a part of their groups on Facebook, I really think it's such a powerful way to create community and conversations around the topics that we're discussing over here. So I want to bring that back. So I will include the links to that over at highfriend.co. But if you just search High Friend Podcast on Facebook, it should pop up as well. And I will get you added if you request to be in the group. And then you can find me on Instagram over at Glitter and Grace. And I do share stuff about the, the episodes there, but it's not as conducive to conversations because I don't always put them in my in the actual feed. It's more in my stories. So um, yeah, excited to see you guys there. Thank you so much for being here. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. It means so much to me and it really does make a difference. So thank you. I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful rest of your day and weekend, and I will see you next week. Bye friends. Bye.